Logan with me, the man who I refer to now as the gentleman, Elio Canelo. Can- I have to say gentleman because no matter how outrageous I accuse him of things, he'll just say to me, no, I think you're misinformed. <laughs> I'm sure you're mistaken. There we go. Oh, I know his love for OVE is deep in his... No, I'm not even going to start this week. Elio, it's just before Christmas. Just before mm-hmm. Christmas. Literally just a couple... like. We're not even going to tell you guys the mystery of the show, but we're really close to Christmas. And for us, in the independent world, the biggest card of the year happens just after the new year. And we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to go over the card. We're going to talk a little bit about the wrestlers. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on. Elio, are you excited? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get into this. I'm looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. Well, you know what? First... I've started. I've, I've started getting into JPW. It's really yeah. Cool. It's it's a it's a unique alternative to WWE. And uh, but before we get going, I think we have a little business we got to attend to. Okay. Now, okay. last week, okay. you and I had a face off. The question okay. was: Are the so-called legends of wrestling should they be a draw? Are they a draw? Are they? valuable enough to be a draw in indie wrestling today you said they weren't i said they were we talked about it we yabbered on as both of us are like to do and i have the results are you ready for these results okay now i'm not going to be too arrogant here but this is the second one i've won over you of a vote of 79 percent to 21 percent agreed with me however there's a few caveats here and i'm going to explain them right now okay we had someone write in name juan and please don't get mad if i get your name wrong juan s Espelot, okay, he wrote, I was trying to comment before, but I couldn't. Don't know if it was a poll thing. However, one of the biggest flaws with wrestlers after their prime or once they retire is often they try to keep living the dream through the indie circuit, which is cool for the nostalgic fan, but often led said legend either getting a later injury, not allowing new talent to get a shot, or staining their legacy. What I like to see more of is legends starting their own promotion, pushing new talent, or scouting training new talent well Juan, that is some excellent points however i guess in my view i agree with the point that i don't want to necessarily see these legends ever wrestle i don't mind if they come down to the ring i don't mind if they step in and put the finishing move on but let's face it there's a reason they're not wrestling anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm gonna say Juan, i agree with that and the other comment <laughs> i had is um from simon christopher davis who wrote in if used to push local talent, then yes, but make sure they can still perform and not shit the bed. Well, <laughs> once again, <laughs> I'm hoping that if we're going to use legends, we are not in fact going to let them wrestle. You know, uh, I recently saw Paul Orndorff, a gem of a man, 
but he is very up there in age. Um, the most he did on the entire tour I've seen him is he'd get it, he'd come out with uh, the main eventer, and he might throw one punch at somebody, but that was it. And I don't want to see. Does he does he still have that white mustache kicking? Um, he's had a rough life. Yeah, he's got a bit of a mustache going. You know, he's it's yeah. well documented. Sorry, mean, I did not recognize him when I first saw the. Oh, picture. dude, he he has aged badly the last couple of years, but he's still one of the nicest guys in the world. He looks a lot frailer. Mm-hmm. You remember he had that weird problem with his arm where he has the one arm got blown out, and so it's like a lot yeah. thinner and can barely work. Yeah. Yes, one arm looked messed yeah. up. I think it was his left arm. And that happened. Do you know what? Do you know when that actually happened? No. That happened before WrestleMania. He was supposed to the first WrestleMania. Remember where he came out and he teamed with Roddy Piper. Um, yep. he, this happened just before it. He was supposed to get surgery, but he knew if he got mm. surgery, he would not be part of this momentous occasion. He he knew it was going to be big. He wrestled anyways, and he continued to wrestle while he was still hot, and it did such damage to his arm that that's why it went like that. That's kind of crazy in my sense. You know, we love wrestling, yeah, but how far are you going to take it? Who knows? Maybe we'll have to do a poll sometime about wrestling injured, but we're not doing a poll today. This is Wrestle Kingdom Day. We are not arguing. We're going to talk Wrestle Kingdom. So, fans, thank you for all you people who voted. Um, You know what? Me and Elio, we're not really that sad or happy about who wins or not because the truth is we both agree with a lot of things and we like to just take each side of the issue i mean i may not i'm not even going to say if i really 100 percent agreed with what i said or if elio did but we like to talk and stimulate the conversation and we want to hear what you fans think about this so elio i know it seems like a big loss this week but not really we know we weren't really uh (laughs) we weren't really competing so let's talk wrestle kingdom now what do you know about wrestle kingdom elio well i know that Wrestle Kingdom is referred to as the uh, WrestleMania of New Japan Wrestling, held every year on January 4th from the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. My first exposure to Wrestle Kingdom was Wrestle Kingdom 9, which was called by Jim Ross. That was uh, the one event that I was asked to cover, and that was the first time I had ever seen Wrestle Kingdom. But I was already acquainted with and familiarized with many of the names that were on that card. Well, you know what? It's also the very first time I saw New Japan, too. I I saw all the hype on pay-per-views. I'd heard about this. I heard Jim Ross was calling it. Brilliant. Brilliant to get uh, North Americans into this. Because I think it was really the big launch of a lot of people getting their first exposure to New Japan and liking it. I do also have a website that I, I, I use... Uh, frequently that uh, speaks a lot about all the every pay-per-view event like they have like this history calendar and month every month and every day and they have every pay-per-view that took place on that day so that's how i know it's like january 4th a long list of wrestle kingdom pay-per-views uh wrestling world pay-per-views well that that's excellent can you give can you give fans this app out can you tell them where to get that yeah 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 sure this uh if you go on your internet browser you can you look up wrestlingdata.com and on that, you look on the left-hand side of the screen, scroll down to where it says History Calendar, hit that, and it will take you to a page where there's a graph with a month here along the left-hand side. And across the top, they have, like, the, the days of the week, the days of the week, yeah, for that month, like the 1st or the 31st. You look, you go, and you go to whatever date you want, look up any event you want. The results are there, birthdays, deaths, title reigns. Wow. You know, one of the best things I love about you, Elio, one of the best things I love working with you is I put tons of work into this, 
but you always teach me something myself. That's awesome. You cannot believe how much I love the fact that I may like spend all week looking up stuff, finding stuff, hunting stuff, but then you'll come in and you'll tell me something I didn't even know existed. Love that. I want to thank you, buddy. That's some great work. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know what? Uh, you're right. Wrestle Kingdom is sort of like some people equate it to the WrestleMania of uh, of the indies, but I don't think so. I, I, I think it's its own beast and its own flavor, and I like the fact that it's not a setup for television. This is the definitive yep. end. All these matches we see, it's kind of the wrap-up of the year of a feud. And also, it's it's not uh, it's not the WWE. It's not that to North American wrestling. It's that high flying mm-hmm. acrobatic. It's it's everything. You're okay. going to get comedy yeah. matches. You're going to get hardcore wrestling matches. You're going to get grappling. You're going to get those matches where guys stand there and punch each other in the face for like a half an hour <laughs> to see who can take it. <laughs> like like I like I saw on uh, Friday night. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I watched it last night because I uh, wrote to Tokyo Dome. They had it on Friday, but I saw it last yeah, night. Yeah, and I mean... But yeah, that's what that's what they were doing in the, in the match. Well, I there's always a match like that every year somewhere on the card. We're going to go over the card. We'll probably highlight what match it's going to be. There's going to be technical wrestling. There's going to be comedy wrestling. There's going to be everything. And I think that's what's really mm-hmm. fun. It is four hours, but I got to say the last two years that I watched... Those four hours went pretty quick, so I'm hoping like they keep this up because we got to watch this again, and let's hope that we're not stuck four hours wishing we were asleep. But but the only the only no WWE pay per views are four hours of garbage. Right, that's that's the difference between that and NGPW. <laughs> NGPW is four hours that we actually want. Yeah, watch. you know we ne- we don't want we don't even want to take a break. We get everything done before the show starts. Exactly because I can't. You know, you look at a four hour pay per view, and I can guarantee you most times. Three of the four hours of a WWE pay-per-view is like, I could go to the bathroom or I could care less what's going on or what's going on is so stupid that you're kind of like, I don't yep. get it. You know, and then they give you that one match that keeps holding you on or that two matches, you know, that, that make mm-hmm. you come back. But uh, New Japan, unless you're 100% unfamiliar with the wrestlers going in, you're going to enjoy most of this card. This is the, the part of the year where everyone highlights what they do their best. So let's take a look now at, uh, yep. at we have, hopefully this is the most updated what we found for card out there. First of all, mm-hmm. there is the pre-show gauntlet, all right? It features okay. the team of Rizuki Taguchki and Toru Yano and Togi Makabe taking on the team of yep. Dave Finley, Jeff Cobb, and Michael Elgin. They'll be okay. versus the best friends in Hirioko Goto. Versus the Killer Elite Squad and Minoru Suzuki versus mm-hmm. Marty Scroll, Adam Page, and Yujiro Takahashi. Now that's a lot of names wow. we've thrown at you. So let's take a quick look at what these teams are about, okay? Okay. First of all, the team of Rizuki Taguchi, Toru Yano, and Togi Makabe. This is a really strange team because I'm familiar with two of the three. Which which two? You're probably Yano, the comedian, right? Toriyano and uh, Togi Makabe. And Makabe, okay. Now, to- I've only heard the name Ryusuke Taguchi. Now, Taguchi is the guy who says, uh, it, you would have saw him on uh, Wrestle Kingdom um, 9. He has funky pickle written on the back of his uh, trunks all the time. Okay, I don't know, that was like... Uh, Two years ago, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he's sort of... Um, He's kind of a comedy guy who can really wrestle when he wants to. His kind of uh, shtick is he always is the coach of his team. And when things get going, he's like <laughs> directing people in the ring. And, and, and like a, oh, like Oscar, he tends to like to do his bum a lot. So lots of oh, hip no. attacks constantly. So this is why I say this is a weird team is because all three of these guys do not uh, come from any of the same stables. 
they all come from different stables and we've talked about stables and this has been kind of a, a new ongoing trend is everybody is gunning so hard to take out um to take out the bullet club that now mm-hmm. groups are splintering together and putting guys to match up to try and take out the bullet club obviously the bullet club here are the champions but uh Here's a three-man squad of guys from different things who you would never see team up anywhere else, and their bottom line is take out the Bullet Club. Bottom so these are all the all the guys that are banding together to take out Jay White. Yep, they want Jay White and the Tongans to pay a price. Okay. Uh, the next team, obviously Dave Finley. We've talked about the son of Fit Finley, Jeff yes. Cobb. My goodness, you've seen Jeff, Jeff. Cobb. Incredible for a man his size and Michael Elgin, another powerhouse. This is an interesting Mm -hmm. all-American team. Um, I think they'll do okay, but I'm really not seeing them as coming out of this gauntlet, to be honest. Uh, Best friends and Hiroyuki Goto. This is a Goto. This is a yes. You've seen Goto, haven't you? He's the guy who's always kind of dressed in the traditional Japanese uh, kind of samurai clothing. Yep. Yeah. He. I find this a hilariously funny pairing because mm. here's a guy who you're lucky if he says two words the entire week of wrestling, okay? And then you have the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky e. Taylor. These guys will not shut up. Um, they're holding hands, <laughs> walk into the ring. I want to forget GoTo to hold their hand. That'll be interesting. <laughs> you want to bet that they're – do you think they're going to get GoTo to hold their hands while they go down there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I'm saying, I don't think he would do that to, I, I, with, with the, the character that he has. Yeah. Just not the whole samurai thing. Yeah. Now, here is an interesting one. This is going to be a crazy team to watch for in here. Minoru Suzuki. That crazy, yes. crazy man. Teaming up with those two giants, the Killer Elite Squad. Lance Archer, uh, Davey Boy Lance Smith Archer Jr. Lance Archer Davey Boy Smith, yes. That is a scary team. I think the three of them. I think they'll probably run through this and they will probably come out. They'll, they'll, I think they're going to win this and become the number one contenders for this, the, the six-man belt. And then the last team is kind of, I don't know what we call them. They're not really Bullet Club. They're not. They're kind of on the edges. Marty Skrull, Adam Page, and Yujiro Takahashi, all formerly of Bullet Club. Two of them call themselves no, Elite. Um, Takashi. I think that was the guy you were talking about last week. The Tokyo uh, Pimp. Yes, yes. With the black hat and the black vest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comes out with the pretty now girls and see, the pimp stick. The, now that I see the name, I recognize, yeah. Now, looking at those th- teams we've named, I am going to pick <laughs> the Killer Elite Squad and Minoru Suzuki. What do you think? Oop. Yeah, looking at uh, this list, the Minoru Suzuki... Look, that that guy. I've ever talked about that guy. That guy's scary looking. Is he not? He could. He could. Um, I wouldn't go against Minoru Suzuki. I'm gonna have to pick that team. Yeah, team I, I, I think match. it's. I think they definitely are the team to watch in this this uh this gauntlet. They. I want Suzuki as my tag team partner. Uh, yeah, I don't want to ever face him. I I want him on my <laughs> team. But that being said, it's a known fact that before each of their matches during the cards, mm-hmm. he does a workout mm-hmm. session with his stable where they hit each other oh. full force. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they take okay. turns beating the crap out of each other before they go out <laughs> and beat the crap out of others. I guess they're equal <laughs> crap oh, wow. beating, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, here we go into our next match. It is for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Belts. The current champions, mm-hmm. Yoshinubo Kanemaru and El Desperado. They've held these t- belts for a very long time. Taking on Rapongi 3K and the team of Bushi and Shingo Tagaji from the Los Ignobles de Japan. 
Who's who, who's Rapongi 3K? Rapongi 3K. Show and Yo. Who are they made up of? I don't know if you remember them back last year in Ring of Honor, but they used to be the Shonyo. Tempura Boys. No, no, I, I remember. Yeah, I, remember, I know Show and Yo. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know because I know the Rapongi Vice. Yeah, this was. Trent and Rocky Romero. Yeah, when Romero retired, he promised last yeah. year that he would bring out a whole new Rapongi team that he would manage. So he manages Rapongi 3K. And they're oh, the okay. Rapongi 3000, I guess, is the thing. Two young guys, they started out last year, they won the belts last Wrestle Kingdom, and then promptly okay. lost them. Um, oh. Kanemoro and Al Desperado, they've held these belts for most of the year. Pretty solid mm-hmm. team. They cheat like crazy. Lots of dirtiness. They are part of the Suzuki goon, so you've always got uh, Suzuki's guys running around interfering. I, who, you, who do you want to pick for this uh, match? Um, hmm. This is a tough one. I know this one's going to be a little bit strange to pick. I'm going to go with that Rapongi 3K. Sounds good. Rapongi 3K is a solid pick. I am going to go with the team of Bushi and Shingo Takahashi. Um, I think Los Ignobles have uh, not had a tag team for a while in the junior heavyweights. Um, Shingo has been awesome since he's come in in the last month or two. And Bushi, always a solid uh, contender. I think they might be the team to watch for. For all I know, though, okay. Kanemoro and uh, El Desperado might squeak out. Our next one. I always thought of it. Sorry? I always thought it was Suzuki Gun. Yeah. You said Suzuki Goon? That, that's what they're called. Suzuki Goon means Suzuki Gang. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's you in Japanese. Said, goon, goon is spelled G-U-N. It means, like, it's yeah. gang. No, because when I, when I saw it, and like, Suzuki Gun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a match I know that you were interested in. I know you know these two guys. It'll be for the Revolution Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Tomohiro Ishii taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Boy, this is you've got the, the master of the technical versus one of those guys that stand there and takes headbutts, kicks, punches to the face, and rocks through. I already know who I'm going to go for. I, I, I'm really not into Zack Sabre Jr. much. I okay. Just- so I'm going to take Tomohiro Ishii. Tomohiro Ishii. Strong, strong, scary guy. I think, however, this is the year in New Japan for Zack Sabre. I think he's building some momentum. It's a, He really wants, I mean, it's the British Heavyweight Championship. I think this might, you know, I love uh, Ishii. Ishii is such a tough guy. But mm-hmm. that's Zack Sabre Jr. I can't stand him. He is such a jerk, but that guy can wrestle. You know, every time you throw something at him, he turns it into something. I think this will be the finally his first. This will be his. This will be his homecoming of his sorts. I think I see him taking the belt. Next okay. up, this one has all kinds of weird implications. So we're really going to have to look at this one: the Young Bucks versus the team of Evil and Sonata versus mm-hmm. the Gorillas of Destiny, who are the current champions for the mm-hmm. IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. What are you seeing there, Elio? Well, the crowd's getting excited now. Oh. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm like an evil and Sonata. You're like an evil and Sonata. I however I, I, do, I do have to say the young bucks. I'm gonna have to retract my statement from a few weeks back because I said I wasn't a fan of those. But and they made you fans now. I was I wasn't a fan of their whole generation me run. But then after they left, yeah. I kept hearing about the young bucks. I'm like, who are these young bucks? Why are they so special? So I still can get into them. But then I started watching them. One of the matches I saw was what the appeal is, yeah. The young, the young, the young bucks against the War Machine. Oh yes, great! That was a great match. Let, yeah. You know the young bucks have come a long way. Uh yeah. They've gone past the the just flash in the pan, fancy moves. You know, people who give them a lot of uh, crap. For the way they wrestle, uh, these guys sell. They do things. They make they they do things that make sense now, but they also do things mm-hmm. that are spectacular. So, 
yeah, they're a great team. Evil and Sonata, they've held the belts once this year. Tough team. They are good. Sonata, all athletic ability. Um, Evil, he's kind of like the powerhouse of that team. And then yep. the team I'm picking, the Gorillas of Destiny. It just seems that Tama Tonga and Tongaloa are just hitting in the right stride here. Um, I don't know about the Young Bucks. Are they very much longer for the uh, for New Japan? I mean, they are talking about being free agents. I mean, for for all I know, you know, this is just a goodbye for the end of the year. I'm going to go with yeah, Gorillas they, of Destiny. What are they talking about? Weren't they talking about um, making their own company, doing other yeah, stuff? Yeah, starting their own promotion, yeah. Yeah. So you're going Evil and Sonata. That's a strong pick. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go the Gorillas of Destiny. And uh, I don't know, though. that This is the tag team belts. They can easily turn hands because all three of these teams are really strong teams. Um, let's face it, you know, Evil and Sonata, they made it through the World Tag League to get here. That was a long, grueling tournament. We covered... Boy, as much as we could, that was that was that was a lot, Elio. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I yeah, let's move on to the next one. Here's an interesting one: Juice Robinson taking on Cody Rhodes for the IWGP United States Championship. Does Juice make a comeback, or does Cody still go out? Cody's still one of the best wrestlers in all of indie. Who are you picking on this one, man? I haven't seen much of Juice Robinson. I know him from NXT. I forget what. Oh, he's CJ Parker. CJ Parker. Yeah, and you didn't I'm see much out of that yeah. guy. I'm taking Cody in this one. You're picking Cody? Okay. Yeah. Cody Cody to defend. I'm going to take Juice Robinson. I think Juice okay. has spent uh, – he, in the last two years, has really gone from that horrible CG Parker character to to uh, a very strong – the fans love him. He uh, – his interviews this year have been outrageously funny. Uh, he's struggled with a broken hand at the beginning of the year, but it, all uh, all signs show him to be recovered. Uh, Brandy Rhodes obviously was somebody that they'll have to watch out for. We saw her interfere a lot in ROH's yeah. final battle. I, ju- I just hope I just hope Cody doesn't uh, throw Brandy in in a dangerous way because we saw what happened at the uh, final battle. Yeah, he did not <laughs> seem to care much that Brandy got hurt, and the announcers were very quick to point that out. Um, I think Juice is going to take this just because. I think the guy has been building momentum again this year. He kind of cooled off at the beginning of the year. He's, I, th- I think this is his his time to rise up again. And uh, I think Cody, I think Cody too is another person who might not be that long for New Japan either. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Now here is a really cool match. Uh, Taiji Ishimori, you've seen him. He's the bone soldier, they call him. Taking on the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Kushida. Kushida, who's probably one of the best uh, junior heavyweights, like, in the last decade, the man's incredible. You've seen him in the time splitters. You've seen him uh, uh, during the tournament. He teamed up with Chris Saban. The guy's amazing. Um, who you think? Who do you see going over here? Do you see the Bone Soldier winning, or do you see Kushida holding his belt at the end of this? I'm I'm taking um Ishimori. Yep, good pick. Me too. I think it's time. Uh, the Bullet Club has been a little bit quiet. Uh, he represents uh, the Bullet Club as the Bone Soldier. I think mm-hmm. that Kushida. I gotta wonder too, is Kishida even really here's a guy, why is he still a junior heavyweight? I mean, he has the tools to be a heavyweight. And I think it's time that he looks past this belt and, and go forward. I think he should be in the heavyweights. I think Ishimori, he has been an incredible light heavyweight this year. I agree with you, Elio. I think he's gonna take the belt this year. Next up, Kazuchko Akata versus Jay White. This is one of the hot ones. This is where we have Jay White who betrayed his stablemate, Okada. Turned on him, took Ghetto. They they joined the Bullet Club, leaving Chaos. Okada, 
has been so mad at this. He's not even trying to take runs at belts anymore. All he wants is Jay White. Jay White has done everything he can to try and run away like the great coward that he is. Who's going to win, though? Because let's face it, Switchblade may act like a coward, but he has done some devious, mean things to people all week, or all week, all year. But then uh, yeah. when you have um, when you have a guy who like turns on his own uh, stable mate or teammate, mm-hmm. like he did to Okada, then... Okada's only fo- main focus is going would be to uh, get revenge on uh, on Jay White. And you know, so this is it's not common in New Japan for somebody yeah. to turn on their stablemate. That's a rarity, and that's caused a lot of anger. And that's probably why a lot of other stablemates have tried to form together to get revenge on Jay White and the Bullet Club. Um, who do you see coming out of this, man? Yeah, I'm going with Okada, the Rainmaker. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like I said, um, it's uh, Jay, Jay White turned on him, so his main focus would obviously be obviously be to get revenge on on White. I'm going to agree with you. It, uh, you know, Okada, the Rainmaker, man. The first time I saw two years ago when I saw the first Wrestle Kingdom when it was Okada. In the main event, even though he lost that match, I thought he was probably one of the best wrestlers I ever saw in my life. Jay White, he has really improved the last year. Uh, the Switchblade is obviously a jerk of a character. He's the chicken shit heel that everyone wants beat up. Um, mm-hmm. He's done a lot to Okada. It's thrown Okada off his game. I think this is the time for Okada to take out Jay White, and then he should be looking at the heavyweight belt. He shouldn't be messing around anymore with uh, ridiculous nonsense. It's time for the Rainmaker back on top. So uh, I think we can wipe. J- I think Jay White's in for a great beating that night. Now next we have Tetsuya Naito taking on Chris Jericho for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho, who won this belt last year from him, who has has he even defended it all year? If he has, he has a w- smaller schedule than Brock Lesnar because I think he's only fought once or twice this entire year. Well, I follow I follow Jericho on Instagram. Uh, I've mainly seen him uh, with his band yeah. playing a concert. <laughs> So, uh, Naito, leader of Los Ignoble, taking on Chris Jericho for the belt. Who do you see coming out of here, Elio? I don't know. I, I like uh, Naito because uh, Jericho seems, um, Jericho's uh, main focus these days seems to be a uh, Fozzy and, uh, and uh, future projects. True. Outside of wrestling. But when he has come out, he's shown this crazy dark side that has really been shocking, too. Looking at it, I am going to pick, well, you know what, I'm going to pick Chris Jericho. Why not? Chris Jericho is, uh, I'm probably going to be wrong here, but uh, (laughs) I'm hoping he takes the belt and proves that he's still a great guy. And hopefully, maybe the Fozzie thing tours down a little bit and maybe have a more solid wrestling from him. Because let's face it, he's always fun. I I like this this whole new look that he has, this dark Chris Jericho. It it is good. Now, this card we're looking at, it's missing one match. And let's talk about that match before we get here. Okay, it's missing Will Ospreay taking on Kota Ibushi. Oh, yes, okay. Now... Wow. These are two of the most talented... These guys do stuff in there that just amazes me. Osprey, how he's not dead with broken bones after his matches is beyond me. I think he does more damage to himself flying around there. And Obushi, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, but he is a nut job and a half, but he knows wrestling. And uh, yeah, I've seen... Like last year, we've seen him tons of times jumping off fan railings, doing all kinds of crazy things. And this is the kind of match I'm like, I'm really having a hard time. Who do you pick here? I mean, they're both extremely talented. They're both have a drive behind them. And they both are, in my opinion, probably two of the best wrestlers in the entire world. Elio, why don't you start? Yeah. Who, who are you thinking here? You thinking Osprey or are you thinking uh, Ibushi? They, they're both talented. I, I'm going to take Ibushi, but uh, the thing about Osprey is 
when he's on the when does he when he's on the defense uh-huh. and like getting beaten down. Yeah. Just like it seems like he's like trying hard to sell it, really trying to hard to sell it, mm-hmm. and just doesn't uh, come off As, convincing. Okay, Abushi like Saturday night. Yeah. Um, he was locked in this uh, scissor scissor lock around his waist. And like he's reaching for the ropes, and you, all you hear him is say, "It hurts." Score. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. like, okay, I don't know if I, if I, if I can like buy this guy. Like when he gets like beaten down like that. I'm not sure what to think of this. I mean, here's two guys who they have so much to gain, and actually a lot to lose. You know, a lot lots of times in these things, guys can come away with losses and still not uh, hurt them. Um. Either guy losing this match can stop a lot of their uh, momentum because they're both on a really crazy fast track here. Um, I'm going to go with Will Ospreay just because um, he has been building momentum since his last injury. He's been coming off strong. Abushi has always been Abushi, but it seems he's really kind of taken to being in the shadow of Kenny Omega too much. And I don't know if he is ready to break out, out of that shadow. I think Will Ospreay is going to keep him in the shadow a little bit longer. All right, now we're going to look at the main event. And this one is a really – there's so many reasons to pick each guy or not pick each guy. We're talking about Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan, taking on Kenny Omega, the current IWGP heavyweight champion, guy who's considered probably the best wrestler in the world today. Mm -hmm. This is a tough one really to pick out. Elio, you tell me who you pick and then I'll tell you who or why I pick. I like uh, I like Kenny Omega. Okay, and Kenny Omega has been delivering uh, some of the best matches. I, I saw him on Saturday night and in that main event on Road to Tokyo Dome, and just like his whole like style, and so he can move around with, and he's got some really cool moves. Yeah, he he's got one of the most yeah. unique uh, sets for sure, and he has a finishing move I don't I think mean, anyone's ever kicked out of yet. Is the uh, one winged angel near fall after near fall in that match, and then there was just uh, one where um. I forget who it was, but out of the corner, he, I think it was Ibushi with the, with the uh, 450 on, I forget who they was, mm-hmm. but then Omega took the other guy out of the corner and powerbombed him right over Ibushi, Ibushi and he went flying across the ring. Oh my goodness, yeah. Now, yeah. now I'm, I was, I'm still in my head here, as we're even talking here, I'm still juggling who I think should win this. One hand. Kenny Omega is considered one of the best wrestlers. He's incredible. Uh, Tanahashi has really shown very strong this year. One of the strongest years he's had in a little while. You know, he's, he's battled with a, a bicep injury for quite a while, but he's been coming on very strong. So I think of that. Then I think of the negatives. Well, Tanahashi has been champion many times. He's been here before many times. However, yep. he's not at his peak physical shape. He is a lot older than he has been in a while. There's that. Kenny Omega, as great as he looks, He's been talking about leaving after, uh, you know, him him and the elite going off and doing their own thing. So do you risk keeping the belt on a guy who's going to leave? This has been very confusing for me because uh, my heart wants to say Kenny Omega. My brain says that might not be a good pick. You know, I had that great interview with Kenny Omega. I met him a couple of years ago, found him to be an excellent wrestling mind. Like just, Food I could have sat and talk for hours. What's that? Fluent in Japan. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's fluent in Japanese. He really yeah, commits. Japanese. Yeah, sorry, yeah. He commits so much to everything he does in wrestling. Tanahashi. Yeah, in Japanese. And uh, he was sing- he, they were singing at the end of the match. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tanahashi, though, 
how can you not like this guy? He's got a heart bigger than his head. He just keeps yeah. fighting. He keeps trying to defend New Japan's honor. Um, I am going to go crazy, and as much as it breaks my heart, I am going to pick Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the belt. Oh, yeah. I know you're going to pick Kenny Omega. I know we got some interest. We're going to have to check back. We're going to, you know, we're trying to get Rick and Tony to join us on a uh, mm-hmm. post Wrestle Kingdom. See what they thought about it. You know, it won't be obviously that morning. We're going to give a few days for us all to digest what we've seen. But you know what? Yep. I'm looking forward to a really fun four hours. You know, we have to cover these matches regardless. Sometimes we see a lot, you know, out of the 12 hours that each of me and Elio watch, we'll see like, you know, four hours of crap, eight hours of good, six hours of crap, six hours of good. Who knows? Yeah. Sometimes we get these horrible weeks where we get 11 hours of crap and one hour of good. But there's always good out there. And we're willing to dig for it, fans, because we want you to be able to find the best in wrestling, too. So, Elio, mm-hmm. we're getting to the end of the New Japan Christmas preview. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, my friend. I've been having a great time teaming with you. It's been fun. Yes, Merry, uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. All right. Well, you know what, fans? We also want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and uh, watch New Japan. Send in the comments. We want to thank you all for your votes. Any last thing you want to send out there, Elio? Uh, nope. Other than just uh, say Merry Christmas and uh, enjoy the holidays. And we'll see you in the new. We'll talk to you all in the new year. Well, fans. That's been a great uh, episode today. We look forward to seeing you next time. I'm your host, the legend. Well, I like to call myself legend sometimes. TJ Logan and Elio Canella. Elio Canella. Elio, great night, folks. Talk to you next time. Bye.